This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's up? It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Welcome back, Ian. Thanks, guys. Hey, did you uh, crash some wedding? Were you I a wedding crasher? A wedding. In Ellensburg, I was gone last week, and it was fun. Uh, it was times. actually it was really warm over there. I think nobody really noticed, but I think it reached a high of like ninety four degrees. Damn! Huh. Over in Ellensburg on Saturday, last Saturday. I'm sure you were keeping properly hydrated. Some oh, beverages yeah. of choice. You know, I've never had like the uh, the Kirkland Signature beer, like the light beer. The Costco Kirkland Signature yeah, palettes Kirk- of beer. It's Kirkland Signature everything, including beer. And it's yeah. like comes in a nondescript like gray box. Yeah, and it's all right. It's all right. It's Is all it right. better than Genesee? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's fantastic, guys. You can see. You should Ian. totally go drink it. <laughs> Fill in the blank of what you think Ian's uh, reaction actually <laughs> off microphone is. Have uh, a, go have a Kirkland Light. It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. What's the episode? Is this like 60... I think 60... Is this 69? This is 69. 69. Yay. Welcome back to the 69. What's your favorite moment 69-ing in your life? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wiping the butt <laughs> smell off my nose. You have any? Is that we're gonna? Have, I'm gonna have to bleep you have that. Any out. interesting '69 moments no, throughout your life? No, no. <laughs> I don't want to know about Ryan's bearded '69 <laughs> moments of all things. It itches. <laughs> well, uh, good as times. usual, we're all going to hell. Hey, what's up? So glad to glad to be back in this uh, terrible triumvirate that we call Metal Shops Backstage Pass. That just uh, rolls off the tongue. Tri- terrible triumvirate. Ooh. Sounds spooky. What's that, seven, eight syllables? Uh, yeah, man. You're a quick-witted motherfucker. If only Scrabble <laughs> paid off in real life. Triumvirate right now? That'd be like a 64-point fucking go. Damn. You're like, yep, well, you just won a game, but you still suck at regular life. So what'd you guys do this week? Or the last couple weeks, I guess I've been gone for a little while. Yeah, what, what have you been up to, What have you guys been doing? Uh, what have I been doing? I yeah, went and saw a pretty sweet show the other night, Cattle Decapitation, totally f***ing ruled. Nice. Uh, they're a great band, and they just, for me, I honestly think they keep getting better. Um, awesome live band. And uh, yeah, I just did a bunch of work, did a bunch of uh, housekeeping this week, nothing too exciting. Housekeeping? Yeah, that Cattle Decapitation record is f***ing sick, so I've been diving into that after seeing them, so it's good times, man. Nice. What about you, Ryan? Uh, well, last night I, uh, I was sitting around kind of uh, reading some comic books, playing a little guitar, and I got this phone call out of the blue from Max, and uh, just, hey, oh man, uh, what are you doing today? Uh, hey, what's up? I just took hey, like 17 uh, uh, dabs. Yeah. Hey, it's Max. And he's just in full Jimmy Fallon mode. You know, the, <laughs> oh, oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, he uh, he hit me up to go to this um, soft opening for... A German beer hall that's uh, located over in Queen Anne. And, Sick. Um, it, it, it's pretty cool. It's, Did you eat the bratwurst? They had a, you know, it was a really, really cool space. It, it really felt, it's like a 500-person restaurant. and what? No, are you serious? Yeah, ma- Damn. Yeah, Damn. It's, a mass, it's a mess hall. Massive, massive area, and it looks, seriously looks like a 100-year-old German beer hall. It's freaking awesome. So... Went in there, ate like a $50, $60 meal for 10 bucks, which was did you have a Did you have any of the good beers? Yeah, German yeah, yeah. Beers? Yeah, all, all the beers were all traditional German were they? Did they show up to you like warm, like uh, room temperature? Because that's when my dad went to Europe. Like my dad grew up mm-hmm. motorcycling through Europe. That is said, a good way to grow up, it seems absolutely. like. Absolutely. And he would say that like when you'd go through European countries, they'd serve your, your, your like stein of beer room temperature. Like it wouldn't be chilled. Yeah. Why is that? Well, they, they they had the option. Oh. So you could have it just regular. Yeah. Regular style. Which is cool. Room temperature beer? Yeah. So you it's can... supposed to be room temperature to warm. 
even. So you can taste it better or something? Or like it's what? It's just the way the, it was, man. Think right. about it. Like refrigeration just started 80 years ago, 100 okay. years ago, you know? Yeah. Beer right. has existed for many millennia before that. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. It's the classic way to drink We've a beer. all been getting wasted for a long time. I feel it. Ian, what have you been up to, man? I went to the Pielb Fair this week. Yeah? That was cool. I saw Hart. Oh, did you go to Hart? It was f***ing sweet. That's badass, man. Dude, did you see the baby pigs? I love the little piglets. I saw the baby pigs. Uh, What I missed was seeing uh, every every couple of years they have like a little mini... Like Indy 500 style track where they race the baby piglets. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying to find. I couldn't find it this year, but they had like the little baby piglets hanging with the mamas, little petting zoo, the whole mm-hmm. thing. Uh, they have like little cat, the cats displays and the mm-hmm. dog displays, and the fucking Clydesdale horses that are like three times taller than me. Oh yeah. And I'm afraid to even walk through there because they could just like back kick you in the fucking face and your head would like fly off your shoulders. I, I always like going and checking out the the chickens, like the chicken contest, because they always have those weird looking chickens with the afros and yeah, things, and, like, like weird plumage. Yeah, yeah. The, look at you, you're a fucking weird looking chicken. <laughs> yeah, man, get baked and go look at some weird birds. Speaking of weird, <laughs> I wanted birds. to go see Weird Al the other night at I the know. fair. That was what, what I really wanted oh. to go see. That was the night before I went. Really. But uh, I mean, like, apparently Weird Al does the fair every year. Yeah. Really? So the next year, yeah. bro. Yeah. We're Dude, doing it. I've never seen Weird Al. I've been trying to see Weird Al for like ten years now. Man. Living in an Amish paradise. From what I heard, like he was bringing out, like he was pulling out all the stops. He had a bunch of stormtroopers on stage. Like Nirvana. <laughs> dressed up like Darth Vader. That kicks ass. Singing all kinds of weird stuff. I lost on Jeopardy. So, yeah, I mean, PL Fair is always cool. It's been a few years since. I think the last time I went was with you. Yeah. In, like, 2003 years, years back, I think. 13, 2012 I don't know. I think it's probably yeah, 2012. I, I went last year, and I had a great time, man. It was awesome. It's fun to get it's sconed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Love you, getting sconed. I don't think that you can do, as a grown-up, you can't do a fair, ex- you can't have the fair experience without spending, like, Hundred bucks, at least a hundred bucks yeah. per person, and minimum. Half of that's just on food that's terrible for you, but that's cool because you got to just pig out. Man. You yeah. got to pig out when you go to the fair because they got all the worst shit for you, but it's so wonderful. You could just splurge on your body if you're gonna have a cheat day and you're on a diet. Make sure your cheat day is the day you go to the fair because then that's a motherfucking cheat day. What did I eat? I think I went to the barbecue. Like they have the big Pete's barbecue where you walk by. Yeah, they oh, have yeah. them all like on those <laughs> wooden slabs. Of they're course, all cooking right there. I think I had that. What else did I have? Krusty Pop. You know, you walk by the 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 I booth like where they're selling fucking fried butter. Oh yeah, I had I a fried like Snickers on bar. A stick. Fried Snickers bar no, is bomb. It, but the fried butter stand is just the fried butter stand. That's all oh, they sell. Really? They don't sell anything else. I've never had just fried butter. Fried butter. I'm not gonna oh. discount the fact that it might be wonderful to taste, but if I'm I sure was it's... working the fried butter stand, I would be like, I would intentionally feel like a fucking eco terrorist. I'd be like. All right, fatties, come on over here. Your I'm going to kill all of y'all before your time. Did Who's y'all heart ready butter? to stop? Come on over here. Did you guys Two hear for about one. Uh, deaths Hershey, all around? Hershey's issued a statement, I think it was uh, it was a few years back, about how they do not condone fried Snickers yeah. and things like that. I bet. Because they, they just said, we were not trying to be <laughs> that unhealthy. We don't condone people... A couple years ago, I got a fried Oreo, and even that so good. It was awesome, but I was I took one bite and went, "Oh God damn it! What is this creation you've created?" And I was like, "Hey, Ian, can I get a bite of that?" Nope, <laughs> dude. This is what I had at fucking Hempfest. Was one of those burgers, cheeseburgers with Krispy Kremes as the bun. Oh, oh man, that was stoner. Terrific. It was heinous the day after, but while I was eating it, f- yeah. How did you not get bad heartburn? Just I don't like get heartburn. Worst heartburn. I don't get heartburn. I don't you know. Don't it's heartburn? weird. No, I don't get heartburn. You don't get heartburn, but one day your stomach's just going to open up like the, the pretty much like Red have, Sea, and you're going to get an ulcer the size of a fucking half dollar. Do you, do you get heartburn? Sometimes, yeah. yeah depending on what I eat. I got flaming a lot, <laughs> but I don't get heartburn. It's uh, for me, it's like ca- really high caffeinated stuff, like drinking a lot of coffee will mm-hmm. like just maybe go, Oh, I feel oh, like yeah. I want to kill myself. Like, bad, bad food 
heartburn instantly. Any you guys, my, which, where's my bowl of coffee? Any of you guys lactose intolerant? <laughs> no, I've noticed a slight lactose intolerance as I've gotten older, but Dude, I kind of just do it anyways. I have the they best. Just I have the best story really about nasty. that. I was working as a, I was working making burritos when I was going to college, and um, this dude would walk in. Yeah, you know, I was burritos. stoned all the time, and this dude would walk in and just go. And uh, he'd order and be like, so what kind of cheese do you want? And he's like, no, nah, I don't want any cheese. And you'd be like, like cool, what? cheddar, cheddar, right? You don't want cheese? Like, whoa, what cheese What do you is mean, awesome. man? This what? is a burrito. The dude Bull went, nah, dude, I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Bummer. <laughs> well, this, here's some cheddar. Dude, this interaction happened like four times in a row over like, the course of a month. down. Month. It's not a huge deal. You never met someone who's <laughs> lactose intolerant? Well, you know, stoned me, kept forgetting, and eventually the guy just stopped coming in because I think I bummed him out too much. So what kind of cheese do you want? <laughs> I don't want any f***ing cheese! <laughs> Dude, I have f***ing diabetes! I'm gonna f***ing die! <laughs> if you give me a piece of cheese, I don't know what cheese has to do with diabetes. Next time you give me cheese, I'm gonna sh the burrito out and bring it back and lay it right here on the counter. <laughs> Right here for you, Beardo. You want to know something else? I have to wear the pens. Because a motherfucker oh, like oh, you oh. who put cheese in my goddamn sub all the fucking time. Fuck you. Can someone refill my bowl of coffee? I'm trying to serve Ryan up with a little... <laughs> hey, Ryan, you... <laughs> you since you love that word so much. Yeah, can we get that properly edited this time? <laughs> you are such a fucking... Dude, that... There. I was pissed about something last week. I don't remember what it was. But you were was pissed about that chick who pretended she had cancer to get a bonus from oh, money. Oh, that's right. She and is she a counterfeit. I know of all things. <laughs> but you were just. I'm glad you guys talked about that. You used it a lot. You were just dropping a lot of. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's not a word I use very often, but well, that's the most appropriate word for that woman. But every time you've used it this year, it just happens to be last week on the podcast. <laughs> the argument, yeah. though, like, is that word appropriate for a man to use ever? Right? It's like saying some of the forbidden words. Like that's borderline. I remember, dude. I used that word in front of my mom once when I was young, oh, and she was dude really, but like. It was one of those things where as soon as I said it, I knew it was one of the forbidden words because of the reaction she had. I was like, oh, that's one of those things you just don't f***ing say. She just cries. She <laughs> just goes in her room and cries. <laughs> I'm no. a terrible man. It's one, Yeah, because, you know, when you're a kid, you just hear shit. I'm not shit mad. Words fly around and, like, you start to test boundaries. Yeah. And then you out with one of those, like, it's like Ralphie in the Christmas story. Yeah. You say, fudge. And you got, Where like, did a, you learn <laughs> that? <laughs> You hear on the other side of the phone, kid's mom just beat the shit out of him. Or not, even worse, I'm not mad, I'm just ashamed. <laughs> I'm not mad, you just get to live in the basement for the next three years. You've just betrayed me. <laughs> Eternally so, yeah, in I, life. I, I can see it right now in Ian's autobiography, and it was in that moment that I earned my nickname, Sketchy Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Ian when I was when we lived together that I would create a Sketchy Ian like Aww. like like page on Facebook. Oh, so it would just be pictures. That you should have done it. Catch of you like taking bong rips while drinking a forty, like at like ten a.m. Yeah. And I'd just be like taking it ten a.m. <laughs> you like. With like just hanging up my shirt in the off. apartment yeah. with your shirt off, uh, with my cat like. Does your cat me. look at you like he's judging you sometimes? Dude, if my just cat like, what is wrong with you? If my cat had the ability to talk. In fact, somebody that I was hanging out with the other day was like, "Dude, if your cat could talk, you'd be fucked." <laughs> and it's very true. And we would know what was inside of your wall. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Remember, we were over at your house. We heard a bunch of noise. It's coming from inside the wall, and your cat just like yep. immediately. Next time that happens, I'm just gonna shoot the fucking wall out <laughs> just with a shotgun. It's a child living in your walls. Uh, I think about my house. Sweet dude, you bought your house. Yeah, huh? We got two Wait, homeowners in this you, room. You think you bought your house? Did uh, that? That's it's not. That's, it's, that's, it's, it's not for sure, but I think I got it. You think you're, you're doing it? I'm pumped. I'm set. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's awesome. We got Party two homeowners here, so now I just no! feel like a loser. Party at Ryan's place forever. <laughs> we're gonna Always. We're going to come to your underground bunker when the shit goes down. Bitch, I love you. Hey, between your guns and my thick walls, we're set. Ryan, did you say you have thick walls? <laughs> yep. That's you got what she thick said. Walls? Thick walls, thick doors. Thick uh, walls so all the bitches through. can't scream when I cut their throats. 
Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, dude. <laughs> what the f***? That's what, that's what you were telling me the other day. <laughs> right? I got thick walls. Don't pawn off your weird fetishes on me. It's hey, wrong bro, with you. I've just been hanging out with Chris Barnes too much lately. <laughs> Tired. I got thick walls, bitch. Just, just, this just in. Well, my hair is sticking up, too. Why didn't anybody say I look like a weirdo? Anyway, it's time for the news on Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Did you watch the new South Park episode? I haven't yet this week. They definitely referred to rape. Get this. They referred to oh God. rape as a hot Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I... <laughs> Who, okay. <laughs> First of all, who listens to this podcast that would be like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's pretty bad. A hot Cosby. Yeah, one of the kids referred to it as that, so. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, back to oh the metal news. Hey, how about this? Let's just try that again. <laughs> anyway, time for metal news. Woo! I don't know what a hot Cosby is, and I don't want to know. So, what's going on in the news this week? Wow. Extreme Noise Terror is going to be releasing a self-titled record. I, I blame you. Uh, it's coming out November 5th, 2015. It's been six years uh, since they put out anything, and it's been uh, recorded at Springvale Studios, and it's going to be released uh, pretty sweet, I guess. I don't know. Grindy goodness. I'm I haven't heard anything from it, but they're longtime grindcore fucking to the core DIY kind of band, you know, so I can't expect anything more than blistering grind. 13 songs. Yeah. Anytime I see somebody or meet somebody who's like, yeah, have you ever heard of Extreme Noise Terror? I'm like, oh, you're one of the f***ing those guys. You're into some gnarly <laughs> sh You like audio diarrhea. <laughs> Let's be friends. <laughs> uh, okay, I get it's Metal Allegiance, not Metal Alliance. Yep, Metal Sorry, Allegiance. Ryan. Ian's getting it right. So anyway, they just uh, put out a new music video for their song Gift of Pain. And that's uh, going to be featuring Megadeth drummer Dave Ellison, Testaments Alex Skolnick, and Mike Portnoy, formerly of Dream Theater. And yeah, this guy you know from this band called Lamb of God. Mike, Mike Portnoy has like 75 symbols. This is sweet. I can dig it, man. These guys have been doing like... Uh, like a bunch of meet and greets and stuff all over the place. Awesome. I wonder if they're ever going to do any touring or anything. Maybe they can come up to Metal Shop and meet and greet us. Man. <laughs> hey, guys. So cool nice to meet and greet you. Just to do a testament, Lamb of God, and whatever this project Mike Portnoy is in now. Have, Get, the, I'll have all three of them go on tour together and then just have everybody do a thing. That'd be sweet. And have Megadeth come along, too, and Dave can just, like, stay in his own tour bus. <laughs> Fine with me. Yeah. Uh, in some bummer, bummer news, uh, we have to report it though. Bolt thrower drummer Martin Kearns has passed away. On Monday, it was reported uh, that Martin Kitty Kearns passed away at the age of 38. Uh, he was in Bolt Thrower two times, and uh, that was over a 20-year span. So he was uh, a longtime member of Bolt Thrower, most recently playing shows with them as, as long as uh, early as like a month and a half ago. So uh, he passed away at age 38, and obviously will be reporting as the info comes in, but i uh, just like to say rest in power to Martin Kearns. We're going to be playing some Bolt Thrower and definitely paying tribute to him, and our thoughts are with the family. I gotta say, that's <clears throat> like just the strangest phenomena in terms of like metal and rock musicians, because most people who are in, most artists in general, are pretty f***ed up. Yeah. Know? Especially yeah. the good ones. Tortured <clears throat> artist syndrome. <clears throat> So it's the kind of thing where, like, we don't know what his, like, demons were or whatever. 
but they, a lot of these dudes, they just die far too early. Like, I've, I've been listening to a lot of uh, No Use for a Name. Mm-hmm. Tony Sly died two years ago. That's crazy. Of an OD, you know, at 46, wow. accidentally. Mm-hmm. So it's this kind of thing where, like, you guys leave, they leave this whole legacy of, you know, music, musical possibility that could have yeah. happened out there. So I wonder what's going to happen with Bolt Thrower. I know they were just kind of getting it back together. They played mm-hmm. Seattle at Numo's. They played Vancouver recently, yeah. earlier this year, uh, up in Canada. Yeah. So they're doing. They were doing stuff again. Yeah, man. So, uh, hey, Ian, do you like uh, the whole internet guitar nerd thing? Are you into it? In terms of what? In what terms you of you know, just YouTube shredders who are just covering awesome songs and like doing nerdy stuff. I like it when it's uh, like new things I haven't seen before. Yeah, when it's done well. Well, this uh, this cast that brings me over to this uh, this Castlevania goes heavy metal that uh. We just found out about the other day. It's so, so good. Um, there's this guy named uh, Eric Calderon who's been doing all these awesome nerdy covers <clears throat> of all kinds of stuff, and uh, he's he was kind of the at the front of, you know, that whole nerd guitarist thing, and he picked up, and so now there's all these people who are kind of picking up, and uh, doing similar things with it, and it's, this it's castle, about time, dude. Yeah, it's really really cool stuff, and uh, I'm really glad that uh, somebody did this Castlevania cover because it's awesome. Very, very cool. You know, I'm just going to let this play, and I got a couple of theories about this kind of thing. Okay. First of which is being kids like, or I guess not kids, people like this who are about his age are the kind of people who grew up playing NES games as children. Yeah. So it's about that time, you know, as these kids have grown up and learned how to do... How to shred. Yeah. It, I'm not surprised balls. that stuff like this is popping up where they're like, dude, I grew up on this game. And the second of which is like the Japanese, uh, comp, you know, uh, composers for these games were like way far ahead of their time. Oh, yeah. Composing eight-bit f-ing masterpieces. Yeah, that these dudes are turning like, uh, like this guy's not the first to do it. Who's the other band? Power Gloves. Yeah, done the bunch. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people have done like video game covers, especially of like Castlevania, Mega Man X, a bunch of the early Japanese NES games. It's f-ing awesome, and I think Dig Dug. It's a whole new genre. Yeah, as you know, far as I'm concerned. And the dude, uh, I read an interview with uh, with Koji Kondo a while back, who is the guy who did all the music for Zelda, Super Mario, a lot of those early Nintendo games. Yeah. And he was talking about uh, the direction that video game music has gone in, and he was saying how with all the new Super Mario games, they they don't write anything new. Right. It's all just the the same stuff. It's they a just, rehash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just kind of move things around a little bit, and uh, he's. Huh. It, he was talking about how bizarre it is that in the video game world, it's one of the only spots where the same song is used repetitively and just rewritten over and over and over and over again. It, it's it's really, really interesting article, man. Nice. So this right that we're listening to right now is an eight-minute montage that has like seven different Castlevania songs in it from different video games. And they're all awesome. Yeah. Like, I remember playing certain NES games, and when a certain song would come on, you'd be like, oh, shit, it's yeah. about to go down. Like, And then the boss would come out and be like, dun, 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 and it would get all serious. Yeah. So. Have you ever been to one of those video game composer shows? Like, no. It's uh, it's it's like 8-bit shows, and uh, all these ah. guys program music with their gray brick Game Boys and this cartridge called LSDJ. They just oh, wow. plug the Game Boy into the PA system and just, like, do their thing on the Game Boy. So it's, it's like freaking awesome. Retro. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we could go on for another seven minutes with that at this point. But <laughs> Castlevania, heavy metal Castlevania. That's awesome. Uh, Black Dolly Murder is going to be coming to town pretty soon with Maruta, as well as Harm's Way, and what's the other band? Uh, the side project of Municipal Waste. Iron Rigger. Iron Rigger. They're going to be coming to Elcor Zone to gear up uh, to get ready for that show by hearing the new Black Dolly Murder record. You can stream it at metalunderground.com. Uh, the record is coming out September 18th. Actually, wait, hold on. It came out yesterday. So if you want a free preview of it, just go over to metalunderground.com, and uh, the tour is going to be coming up soon, so learn those songs. 
songs, bitch. Man, that's a tough lineup. Yeah, it's going to be actually October 15th. We got the date. Sweet. At El Corazon. Sick. Glad to see Harm's Way touring with a bunch of metal bands. That's awesome. Yeah, I can see them getting huge with that crowd. Yeah, they're, they're going to do really well. They're going to sell a lot of long Unless sleeves, they beat man. up the entire crowd. <laughs> Both. They'd be like, dude, that guy punched me in the face. That's sick. I need to buy their shit. He killed me in a positive way. <laughs> man, I hope we don't have more of those hardcore versus metal guy fights I, at that show. I wonder. I can't stand I, dude, those, I don't man. think it's going to. It's going to draw a huge metal crowd. Nobody's. It's not going to be like that, I don't think. <laughs> it's not going to be a repeat. So did you guys talk about the cynic, uh, the band Cynic, a bit, and the rumors kind of last week at all in the podcast? We we talked about how members had been locked out of certain Facebooks and like stuff like that. So <laughs> we was, talked about the the upcoming potential breakup, but we didn't have any information really confirmed about that. Yeah, and now it looks like, uh, sadly enough, they they have confirmed that uh, they are officially disbanding. They've uh, canceled all their upcoming tour dates. Bummer. Which is a huge. Mega bummer. <clears throat> well, Absolutely. it's weird because, it, okay, so it's been their drummer and their vocalist slash guitar player who have been the two dudes who have been in the band like since the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the two dudes that are feuding back and forth. And that is Cynic. Yeah, that's right. like the 50-50 yep. Cynic deal. Right. And so uh, Sean Reinard was recently replaced, who was the drummer, who mm-hmm. was, you know, the other 50%, and then Paul Masvidal just this week, who was the guitar player singer, issued kind of a strange Facebook. I guess not strange, but he said, Dear fans and friends, this is all news to me. I just landed from Japan, Yeah. and my inbox was exploding. Sean didn't confer with myself or Malone about Cynic's official breakup or the tour being canceled. I'm honestly somewhat relieved it's finally over, since it's been quite challenging over the years, but I'm also trying to figure out how to possibly salvage this tour with a new drummer since the damage he's causing by pulling out at this last minute is con- inconceivable for me at the moment. Please share this message with our friends, blah, 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 blah. I apologize. Cynic will continue one way or another. So, so it's, it sounds like it fell apart. Yeah, well, it fell apart in a big kind of way. In, the, in this new statement that they've issued, it says, uh, he's quoted as saying, Cynic is no longer an active band. Due to artistic and personal differences, the second chapter in, quote-unquote, the book of Cynic has come to an end. I will say the last shows we played in Japan have left me with a positive charge, even though they were the last live performances with Paul, Sean Malone, Sean Malone and I on the same stage. So this is kind of a... And that, that was from Sean Reinhardt. I apologize. And so it's kind of a, a bummer, man. Part two is over. Yeah. It happens, man, when you've been a band for that long. Well, maybe in another 10 years they'll get back together and be like, all right, we'll make something else for all these prog kids to copy off so. for the next 10 years. Guys like this, they're uh, getting older, man. So, what in in ten years they're going to be in their late fifties? Let's let's hope it's not the last chapter for Cynic. But if so, they put out some great music. Um, Elvete is going to be doing an acoustic record. This is actually going to be their second acoustic album, so you should definitely go and check out. Uh, It's up on available on YouTube for their uh, their first acoustic record. If you like some chill stuff, some really pretty music. Um, Elvete definitely th- th- kind of throws it in there and peppers it in with their music. God knows their regular enough, records. Like, they got enough instrumental. Exactly. But mm-hmm. if you want to hear them go straight out like that, uh, kind of folky, you got to listen to the acoustic stuff. Uh, they're going to be doing an all acoustic tour in Switzerland, so they're not going to be coming here for that. But you know, maybe if the record gets um, enough good reviews, so check it out. You guys, uh, you guys ever been at like a house party or a show? Never been to a party. No. Okay, never. Never mind that. <laughs> Kevin doesn't party. He I'm doesn't just have playing. friends. You ever Anyways. been at one, though, like, where their neighbors called the cops? Or, like, it was just oh, yeah. too loud and shit got real? I'm and... from Kent, man. Oh, yeah. I know. We, you and I think... We the MIP spent, control, patrol. Plenty of time running from cops oh, through absolutely. backyards and jumping fences and one time I, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, at Lake Meridian, one time I got on a boat and we just... The cops came in, so we got on his boat, turned all the lights off, and just like went to the middle of the lake and stayed there for like half an hour. <laughs> That's <laughs> just awesome. in the middle of the night. And just sat there floating. Yep. <coughs> Anyways, uh, continue. I was, I was at a house party on a ridge at, at a burned down house. Wow. And there was like 10 of us there, and it was a Friday night. Sounds sketchy. And we were, it was like right before my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So it's the kind of thing where like five people are there, and cell phones like just came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. the so Nokia brick phones. Right, everybody had a phone. So it's like, what's going on tonight? What's going on tonight? When people actually used to fucking call each yeah. other, 
to see what's going on? Hey, just called to talk. So, you know, five people turn into 25 people, which turn into 50 people, which turn into like 100 fucking people. Wait, there's a fucking party? You got beer? Yeah, there was Budweiser's? beer. Holy, there's beer party, guys. So we roll up to the, we're at, I was the one who started this thing, so I guess it was kind of my fault in the first place. But we roll up, and my buddy walks around the corner, and like 19 cop cars go shunk with all the lights flip up on him. He's got a bong in one hand and a bottle of rum in the other hand. Just standing there like deer in the And everyone else sees it, and they all start running off through the woods. Yep. And the helicopters are flying around, oh. dude, with infrared tracking. Yeah. And they picked everyone out of the woods. Oh, they, yeah. They knew exactly where everyone was. See, and that, this was 15 years ago, dude. Jesus. That happened at uh, at our high, at one of the other high schools That's in my town. In, in Montana, the high school keggers, the senior keg is like a big, big deal. Everybody sells T-shirts and raises a ton of money right. um my school senior keg we had uh i think it was it was 25 plus kegs and it was a three-day event Jesus out in the middle Christ. of the woods yeah getting messed up and so the trick is you got to do it in forest service area right like you got to get out of the jurisdiction of the city police because the forest service really doesn't give a f- of course not and so you just pitch a rancher you, you, or something you just have better luck yeah you pitch a rancher or something like a hundred bucks or or so to use some land that he doesn't yes. give a f- yeah. about and you just get buck anyway so uh one of the other high schools messed up on their map and threw their party inside of city jurisdiction (laughs) so they got busted um it was uh, a whole bunch of cop it was like right on the border between city jurisdiction and forest service so they got busted by forest service on one side city cops on the other two helicopters same deal picking everybody they lined them all up, and the cops turned it into a game show. Just like, are you yeah. getting an MIP? Come on, Come on down. down. Yeah. Shot what all the was kegs. That was the, oh, they shot them? They shot the yeah, kegs. Only in Straight Montana. Up shot the yeah, kegs. Only in Montana. <laughs> yeah, because dude. then you have to pay the deposit on every one of the exactly. kegs. Exactly. Yeah. I was walking down the hill with my buddy Greg, and I was drinking a Bud or something in my hand, and we're walking down the hill, and I'm just like expecting to get back down to the car and have somebody drive me home. And he stops and goes, hey, dude, it's a cop. And I'm like walking down, drinking a beer. Still. Hold like, up! Like, what'd you say? He goes, "Dude, it's a cop." It's a. And I look up, and at that point, I see like the entire scene mm-hmm. of all, like all seventy of my friends getting arrested. <laughs> and I was like, "Holy sh!" So I looked over, and it was like <clears throat> thirty feet, like you know, sticker bush wall. So I took it was a full beer, and I just huh, chucked it deep into the sticker bushes. Like, imagine how hard you can throw a full beer deep into some sticker bushes mm-hmm. and the cops see me and they all go hey because <laughs> that was the only evidence they had against me right yeah and they were like you better go get that beer you better go climb in there and get that beer so i'm like okay we'll walk over to the sticker bushes and i'm kind of like trying to like pull through it all slow and in the meantime i'm like pulling bags of weed out of my pocket and like sticking them in the bushes so i can come back and get it later <laughs> oh did you come back did you go back and get your yeah, oh yeah. Did you get an MIP <laughs> for the beer? No. Awesome. awesome. The only dude who got one is the dude who walked around the corner with the bong and uh, the bottle. Uh, <laughs> the first guy who walked around the corner. Dude, I wish somebody had a picture of that of this kid just standing there. <laughs> and so every year, like at the very first assembly of the year, there was always a senior like video they'd put together. And that year it was a parody of that party. And they like had fake cops show up and arrest this dude who was like the one guy who got caught. <laughs> Because everyone else Jesus. got away, dude. It was like half the senior class was at this thing. Anyway, sorry, mom. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we we always I got away a, with it. We always had a rule. We had this really really big fat kid at our school, and he got invited to all the parties because the rule was you don't have to be the fastest kid. You just have to be. You just can't be the slowest kid. Yeah, it's like running from yeah. a wild animal. And so this one dude got arrested for MIP like four times because <laughs> everybody would else would get away. But guys, come back! <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Keith. <laughs> Where's your fucking money, Keith? Where's the fucking money, Keith? Anyway, so what was the point the of this? The reason I even we digress. <laughs> let's bring this on after. Imagine if that was on air. That'd be like a twenty-minute on-air yeah, twenty-minute break. break. So ACDC played a show in Wrigley at Wrigley Field, <laughs> and they got like fifteen or twenty fucking noise complaints. ACDC played at Wrigley Field and got noise complaints. That's ridiculous. So the question, the first of all, the first thing I have to say is fucking so duh. stupid. The second thing is, 
Yeah, it was residents that lived like north and northwest of the ballpark. So that's probably like right where it opens up into the neighborhood. What punks? What do you want to do? Like put a fucking bunch of fl- ACDC's playing tonight. <laughs> For those about to rock, shut the fuck up. Seriously. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. If ACDC is getting noise complaints, I don't feel too bad about my my house party yeah. getting broken up. So, uh, speaking of old people, Bruce Dickinson <laughs> recently stated <laughs> that uh, the first Iron Maiden album, quote-unquote, sounded like a sack of shit. <laughs> ah, Paul Diano, he's hating on you. <laughs> well, hey. Um, he's also hating on all the other members, so. So, uh, he says a, that uh, he doesn't... Un- a different time in music, man. Yeah, he says that he doesn't understand why some of the group's early musical output is being described as, quote-unquote, punky saying that there is no way on God's green earth Maiden were ever, ever, even remotely a punk band. Well, yeah. It's I mean, Iron Maiden, dude. Duh. No brainer. Um, so he went on to say, uh, if you look at all the old Steve Harris interviews, he hates punk rock. The first Maiden album sounded punky because it sounded like a sack of <laughs> 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 He hates that record. The first singer, Paul Diano, gave it a little bit of that kind of vibe, but the punk thing was nailed to the band by the press. The band absolutely hated it because there was no way on God's green earth Maine were ever even remotely a punk band. As soon as Killers came out, which was a proper sounding record, it was obvious. Where's the punk thing on Killers? You've got Murders in the Room Morgue, which basically could have been off of Deep Purple's In Rock. You've got uh, Prodigal... Pro- Prodigal. Prodigal Son, a proggy sweet little ballad, and you've got Twilight Zone, all this kind of stuff. Where's the punk thing? I don't get it. Yep, well, he's right. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if, if Steve Harris is obviously kind of like the brainchild behind yeah. Iron Maiden. So if he's like, I hate I hate the punk rock, then obviously Iron Maiden's not a f***ing punk band. Yeah. I think the, the story here is just Bruce Dickinson <laughs> saying the first record sounded like a second. <laughs> 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 Which is hysterical. Hey, you... Kids with your mohawks and, and liberty your, spikes, get off my lawn. Your punkiness. Uh, Marty Friedman is joined by audience member in Philly for some onstage shredding, which is pretty sweet. Uh, September 12th, Marty Friedman had a dude at the North Star Bar and Grill in Philly uh, come on stage. His name is Christian Nistor. You can check out the video, and uh, we'll play a little bit right now. Let's see if we can get fast forward to him. This is the guy that jumped up. Now they're trading off. Awesome. Marty Friedman's giving him the keep going, yeah. keep going. This dude's ripping, kind of ripping Marty Friedman a new one. This is great. I love watching videos like this. It's cool. It's just got a different style. Playing yeah. some blues, uh, some blues riffs. Did uh, did you see that video a year or so ago? That dude tearing Steve Vai apart. No, it's awesome. Steve Vai just gets so stoked. I love seeing stuff like this. Like, what's the one? The other one recently it was where like. Uh, Obviously not the same caliber when, but when Steel Panther like invited the twelve-year-old kid to jump up yeah. on stage, yeah, and he just like ripped them apart too. I love that stuff. Dude. There, there was, did you see the video of Steel Panther? It was uh, the dude from Yellow Card, and he was hanging out with some chick from American Idlers. He was hanging out with Kelly Clarkson, and he, the guys from Steel Panther, called them both on stage to do uh, "Sweet Child of Mine." Wow! And Kelly Clarkson fucking destroyed it, drunk as. Shit. <laughs> and she was doing the doing the harmonies and nailing the hell out of it. It's it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, she did a it's great job. Of, she made the dude from Yellow Card look useless as. Sh- that's for well, damn sure. You know, yeah. It was the not, violin not, player. I'm not an American Idol or anything. <laughs> was it the violin player from Yellow Card? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, does it, have you guys ever been to Bend, Oregon? Yeah. Uh, no, not Bend. No, I've been to a like lot that. of places in Oregon, but not Bend. I I think it was 15 the first time I played Bend, Oregon when I was in Farewell to the Fallen, which was a weird time in my life. 
and it's a very strange place where not much of shit goes on. So it's kind of cool to see that uh, Sean Drover, former Megadeth drummer, is going to be teaching a drum clinic uh, down in Bend, Oregon. So if you're in the <laughs> area or if you feel like going on a road trip or doing something with your life for once. And you got 80 bucks to burn. Yep, 80 bucks, the drum and guitar shop at uh, in Bend, Oregon. <laughs> Somebody, th- some kid's life is going to get f***ing altered by that. Mark my words. Some kid's going to go, Dad. I gotta go to this thing. Let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go. And he's gonna go, remember the time I saw Sean Drover in Bend, Oregon? Nobody's ever gonna remember the time they saw Butcher Babies in a few years. But if you like Butcher mm, Babies... Unless you saw them with the nipple tape. It's true. I'm just giving them shit. Uh These band, yeah, not really. in a recent interview <laughs> with Guess Which Magazine... Revolver, uh, Butcher yeah. Babies, uh, Heidi Shepard, and Carla Harvey were talking about the period in the band's history uh, when they did the whole like nipple tape. They did like little X's over their nipples, kind of like a bikini barista slash Wendy O from Plasmatic style kind of thing. Um, they said it was six years ago. It was only six month period where they were doing it, but they keep getting like flyers where they try and promote them with the you know their boobs out and the. The nipples getting covered. The, they, like, they haven't done it for a long time. But. Hey, here's a reason to pay attention to our band. Uh, so they're they're not like discouraging like talking about it, or they're not like ashamed of it. But they're like, we're so much more. We're so much more. Hey guys, we made it. They're really not. I mean, I could <laughs> launch into some like idiotic. <clears throat> you know, the knee jerk reaction is launch into some idiotic misogynistic. Yeah. About how, oh, you're only here for your looks and whatever, but. Dude, you used that as your fucking gimmick for five years yeah. plus, and now you're going to go, sorry, we're artists now. Somebody take us seriously. Okay. Go right ahead. Whatever. Uh, Metallica has a has a beer. Yeah. It's, it's not really a Metallica beer. They just were like, hey, Budweiser, can you put our name on your beer? <laughs> beer company Labatt. Oh, Labatt. So, yeah. so Labatt is it's, owned by Anheuser-Busch? Canadian. Yeah, it's a big family, so they're going to be playing a- uh, uh, a show at uh, Quebec City's Colisée Pepsi. So, like, French-Canadian. By the way, never trust a French-Canadian. Whoa! Jeez! Be- what do you mean? You guys ever been to French Canada? That's hella racist. <laughs> no, it's not! There's French-Canadians of all different genres and types and... Why you gotta be stereotyping, bro? Man, because French-Canadian people are ass... PC hey, bro, principle, you bro. better watch your microaggressions, bro! <laughs> Some French Canadian guy's gonna show up on my door and go, I heard what you Caitlyn said. Caitlyn Jenner podcast. is a hero. <laughs> <laughs> what? Watch the new South Park, you know what I'm talking uh, about. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, uh, you can go, and this is like, I guarantee you, this is gonna be like a weird limited edition beer that people are gonna be like wanting and buying and selling. 91,000 black contained, like, beer, Metallica beers are gonna be distributed in. French Canada. Uh, See? Tim's going to French Canada. I wonder if it's a special, you know, flavor of beer. It's got the same tinny taste as that (laughs) snare drum sound (laughs) on St. Anger. You clown. You clown. So it's a tanker truck full of the beer. They've got all kinds of cans of the beer. So get the beer while you can because it's a collectible. Have you guys ever tried to collect a beer or cans? Keep like a can of soda or beer? No. Uh, <clears throat> when Pepsi was doing that Star Wars thing, like in the early 2000s, where you know when all the new Star Wars were coming out, the prequels, yeah. I tried to collect all the Pepsis that had you know all the different characters on them. Half of them just exploded in my <laughs> closet, like five or six years later. Harsh. So it's hard to to keep these. Uh, if you can get them, <clears throat> you know, in the spirit of old Metallica, just shotgun them all right there and just be like, all right, here's to the good Metallica. Just saying. Don't keep them. Just drink them. Drink them. Smash them. Okay, so a couple weeks ago we <clears throat> posted the, uh, the the Blabbermouth link to the interview we did with Randy Bly from um, Lamb of God talking about basically just launching into a diatribe about Donald Trump. The quote uh, was, Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, I think it was, that guy. He doesn't know the struggle of the common man or something along those lines. You can go uh, to the KSW page. KSW.com to check oh, it out. There you go. Thanks, Kevin. Did did you guys watch the Republic the second Republican debate this week? I at didn't know. On CNN? I did not. Uh it's very just a strange thing. Like we got a lot of stuff Were going the hard on. Hard questions addressed? Or um, not at all. I get the feeling that like I should probably stop asserting my political opinion because of how huge that Donald Trump backlash was. 
People are going to go, you don't like Donald Trump? I'm never listening to this again. There's a lot of supporters. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of <sighs> insane. But uh, basically, Corey Taylor went... Uh, Sigh. Has been, you know, he, he spoke his mind, too. And, and obviously, over the next 18 months, uh, before the election happens, we're going to hear more and more of this from, quote, important people in the metal scene or community or whatever, because people are going to start asking. So what did he say? Uh, he said, everybody BS themselves into thinking that, oh, the worst of it, the worst of it's in the future. No, we're living it. You know, like, God, it sucks. The fact that Donald Trump is a real candidate for the presidency of the United States of f***ing America. Are you kidding me? Okay, at this point, let's just nominate uh, Emo Phillips, too. And Pauly Shore, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Michael Richards. Kramer oh for Perez. God. Ugh. So, I mean, obviously, Corey Taylor's kind of outspoken. He's written a bunch of books. He just wrote a book called You're Making Me Hate You. So... <laughs> Yeah, and his stand-up kind of is great too. Uh, as I mentioned, after the first political, after the after the first CNN debate, again, fifty percent of people who who polled who were polled after the debate said that Donald Trump won. Out of all eleven, fifty percent of them. <sighs> yeah, it's just crazy. Suck so it. that's gonna be the case, dude. Donald Trump's gonna be the nomination. Idiocracy. He, he in had fifty percent. The second person behind him was Ben Carson with like nine percent. Tight. So huh? the, Donald Trump could be the president of the United States. <laughs> this is not a joke. Not a joke. I'm like uh, Doctor Hibbert from Simpsons. I just laugh when I get uncomfortable. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, this this next uh, last. Uh, Article is kind of a bummer talking about how when Carrie King uh, was sitting down with Jeff Hanneman, who passed away a couple years ago, obviously, from complications to a spider bite and, you know, necrotizing fasciitis in his arm that like ate half his arm off. Such a metal way to die. And basically, he said, you know, obviously they were rooting for Jeff saying, you know, obviously hoping for him to get better and better and so on and so forth. Carrie King went to went on to, to, you know, they had to sit down at some point and say, all right, are you going to be able to do Slayer or not? Because it's a business decision also. Yeah. You know, uh, Jeff Henneman's not the only one in the band, you know? Yeah. So he goes on to say, and they, and they sat down and said, you know, from, from like seven months after Jeff got hurt, we had him come to rehearsal before every tour trying to get him back in. He was trying, but he just wasn't there. The hardest thing I ever had to say was you're not ready. That dude's been my sidekick for 25 years, and I have to tell him he can't go on tour in the band he's been in all his life. That sucked. So, you know, obviously, yeah, that's a uh, bummer. Jeff Hanneman went on to die from uh, cirrhosis of the liver because he was a party animal, and it doesn't help when your body's trying to fight a deadly toxin Yeah, that's threatening you. His immune system was already pretty goddamn damaged. And he probably just wanted to have a beer. <laughs> I would yeah. if I was him, you know. Can I just get a Heine? Can My arm's rotting off. Can I get a beer, please? Rest in peace, Hanneman. Man, this quote is just rough, man. Uh, asked if Jeff was hurt by that, Carrie, or by the comment saying um, that he couldn't, he wasn't ready to be back in the band. Carrie King said, I don't know, it's tough. My whole thing was uh, Gary Holt had been with us and been out touring with us for however long it was at that point. And he's spot on money. And I said to Jeff, as much as people are going to see you up there and not grasp or forget that maybe the playing is not perfect, I don't want that on YouTube for you to live with for the rest of your life. You have to think about stupid like that now. But it was tough. We kept trying to get him in, and it just wasn't coming around. If he hadn't passed, I don't know if he would have ever been good enough to just step back into being Jeff Hainman again, which is really heartbreaking. But at the same time, um, uh, yeah. part of my spidey sense is going off kind of when I hear... Kerry King talk about that because the first thing that said it to me was when he said this dude's been my sidekick for 25 years yeah that's oh, so you're the superhero that, and he's your sidekick that's like, what I was getting at man you know it's uh so now you're gonna be the one who tells him sorry you can't be around yeah uh it kind of just speaks to the fact that Kerry King pretty much kind of just thinks that he's Slayer I don't know Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's hard to speak to, but it's just kind of the first thing that jumps out at me. I always thought of Jeff as Slayer. And so it's like, you, dude, we don't want you to have to live with that on YouTube. And he fucking died like nine months after that. So it's like, yeah. 
who's really are you really worried about Jeff Panaman's legacy or are you worried about you and, and your band the future of your band right. yeah that's what I'm talking about man I this I'm could have just been a just a, a wrong word to say right you know, obviously but... it's just we're taking that out of context out of an interview but at the same time I feel you I understand I, I all I'm saying is I hope that the Jeff Hanneman material surfaces the stuff he recorded before they died. Because he said that he didn't uh, include any of it on the new record. Like, none of his playing is on the new record. So, Damn. we'll find out. Def- All right, here on Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, we like to dig a little deeper into the realm of the insane. This week on Metal Shop's Backstage Pass, too hot for radio, brutal poetry. We recite lyrics to Cannibal Corpse's I C- Blood. Thanks a lot, Chris Barnes. <laughs> This is off of Tomb of the Mutilated, 1992. Ian, take it away with Cannibal Corpse. Swollen with liquid, ready to burst. A load of my lymph will quench this dead body's thirst. One month in the grave, twisted and half decayed. She turned a putrid yellow. I pissed in her maggot-filled ass. (laughs) (laughs) King the rotting. My semen is bleeding. The smell of decay seeps from her genital cavity. Cavity. The smell was unbearable as I unburied her. I come blood from my erection. I feel it run down her throat, swallow. Eyes glassy and vacant, body dug up to play with. Skin greasy and naked, tonguing. Her rotted Ah! I need a live woman to fill with my fluid. A delicate girl to mutilate and kill her body exceptional she thought I was normal but I wanted more I keep blood inside of her choking on the clot gagging on the snot gushing blood from her mouth bloody gel leaking out body buried in a shallow grave uh, yeah keep going unmarked for none to find the sickness I have left behind undetected go my crimes the greatest thrill of my life to slit my own with a knife. What oh. the <laughs> Jesus. You had to go there with the BME body modification <laughs> stabbing. <laughs> Ew. Snap it out, bitch! Alright, thanks a lot. Spend Metal Shop's backstage pass appropriate for 69. Some real graphic bullshit. Go Hawks. Go Cops. See you guys next week. Thanks again for listening. This has been Metal Shop's backstage pass. Bye. Ooh, yeah. Real recognizes real. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.